You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Commemorated by singing some Kelly Clarkson for everybody. That was Kelly Clarkson. That was. <laughs> Sucks. Let's start again. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew, for playing Kelly Clarkson. Some, some people take a lifetime. I heard, oh. I heard it at work today. My coworker insists on listening to B ninety five point five. I was going to ask if they listen to like the uh, river or some shit. My there. my coworker is like I have my office. And then she has, like, the desk outside my office. But she won't admit that she's my secretary. So it's more like, I just work here. Like, I so, love this woman. This is great. No, I'm like, you know, no gods, no masters. It's cool. Uh, but she listens to B95.5. Like, you know, I can tell when she likes a song because the volume will go up a little bit. But then normally it's just like... And I, like all I can hear is like the low, the high end of the audio. That's it. But she turned the fuck up out of wait. She turned up. <laughs> <laughs> she turned the fuck up out of Kelly Clarkson today. <laughs> all right, third time's a real charm, right there. Third time's a charm. Yeah, she turned the hell out of uh, Kelly Clarkson today, and I was like, man, I find out more and more about my coworkers every day. It's what great. do you think her life is like when she leaves? She's told me all about it. Uh, refuses to take the highway. Okay. Only stops at one Dunkin' Donuts. And keeps everything in a plastic bag. Like crackers, Ooh. coffee, Hershey Kisses, everything in a sealed plastic bag individually. Because she's afraid of bugs. I don't know what she's... Thing? Okay. I'm, I'm afraid of her, like a lot. <laughs> and she's told me that she thinks that people with beards look homeless to my All face. Right. She's pretty dope. Yeah, this is really good. <laughs> She's wow. like, you know, normally I think people with beards look homeless. And I was like, that's cool. But you look like you're in a like a halfway house or some kind of treatment facility. Well, I was waiting for the, the you know, but you look fine. But that just never came. So this is <laughs> working out pretty well so far. Um, I apologize to everybody for saying Kelly Clarkson. I don't know what got into me. Uh, I'm feeling a little spicy lately. I'm like a... Yeah, what have, what have you done with your summer vacation? We took our summer vacation late this year. I feel like an old lesbian with some fucking Meredith Brooks tickets. I tell that you sounds that. dope. <laughs> um, uh, well, I can't remember. Well, I want... Okay, so I've been off my meds completely for three weeks. No shit. Yes. Did you just s- run out of money? What's going on? No, no, no. I, I got real health insurance. But when you get real health insurance, you have to wait to see a primary care physician, which takes about six months. So I can't, because I make too much now, I can't see the ghetto (laughs) doctor I was seeing. Um, So I'm in this weird void where I can't actually take any meds. So I'm uh, 
certain friends of mine are siphoning me clonopin. Um, I can't imagine who that would be. <laughs> well, his name's Justin. <laughs> and, um, when for when the times get rough, uh, I've been doing pretty well though. I, I'm becoming herbsman. I'm become a, a Jamaican herbsman. I've been taking uh, not weed, but I've been taking um, uh, like Saint John's Wort. Oh no, which, shit! Which is so co-op-y and so like like your mom's fucking books from the 70s you open up and you're like oh i should try this tincture but it's actually working out really well i um, remember taking saint john's wort like a long time ago um <laughs> like way like back in like my crusty days because i would i would get into a lot of fights I'd be like here we should take this it'll calm you down like why back. don't you just stop like being obnoxious instead of me <laughs> taking this stupid pill you know yeah well back then it seemed like it worked really well for you yeah <laughs> so i was the picture of mental health yes the uh, mixture of poverty and stench worked out perfectly for you andrew Jesus. now you are now you are on top it's like you and i man out of all the former family members or current family members even we're on top man I feel like that. That's uh, I well. Like maybe, uh, a few people might be above us on the ladder a little bit. I don't know. No, please. <laughs> what man, ladder? That uh, that fucking that band episode, man. That brought me back for like. <laughs> I don't know if I, no one at home really understands how it works. Maybe, but I had to, you know, edit that all together. We had to find the music, glue it together, cut and paste, and like find spots where. It would work, and then have to you know go back. And every time I make an edit, I have to go back and change things. And before, because I'm like a moron, I don't understand workflow. Right. And yeah, that that podcast took me like a straight up week and change to uh, to edit. And when I came out the other side of it, man, like I was in, like yeah. a really dark place for a few days. Well, meanwhile, on my side, I'm fielding questions from people I haven't heard from in ten years. Oh yeah. I see fucking Joe Camareri on the street. He's like, hey, dude, I heard you talk about burning bridges. Did you say anything about me? And oh, like, whoa. I'm like, no, man, you were fine. <laughs> You're good, man. You were like, I said you were, I, I should have said I'd sold, I said he was the Sean Duty of uh, burning bridges, but I, I didn't want to say that. Um, no, but then I like, say, why don't you listen to the podcast, you fucking dick? I know. Rather than ask right? him, just listen to the uh, fucking podcast. It's free, motherfucker. Yeah. No, it's too cool. It's way it, the Lark Street scene. People, I'm you know, Lark Street scene is way too cool to download a podcast. It is so cool. You're in Susie's. You have seen you. It's like once you enter Susie's, the Albany Dive Bar, you, you are you are of course in rarefied air. You you either you instantly know whether or not you belong based on the level of royalty that's in the building. You know what? I'm going to beat Joe Camareri up next time I see him. You know what? Why I'm just going to beat him up. Let's just beat gonna, him up. I know you'll be in town for Christmas for like a minute. We should go beat the shit out of him. Let's just go. We'll go to Bombers and I'll be like, hey, man. I'm like, hey. And then we'll just break <laughs> bottles over his head at the same time. And then we'll jump up on the bar and we'll yes. like do like wrestling maneuvers and yeah. shit. It'll be good. You and I will walk and we'll stand in the park. With a bottle, a big bottle, like a like a like a like a handle of Cuddy Sark, <laughs> and we'll share it until the bottle, the liter bottle, is half gone, and we'll walk into Bombers all lubed up and break it over Joe Camerari's head. All right, that's it. It's on for him. That's it's on. It's, yeah, forget it. You, I'm, we're calling you out right now to paraphrase <laughs> Burning Bridges. <laughs> Lyrics from Burning Bridges came rushing back to my head. Uh, you, I'm calling you out right now was a really good one. Is that um, re- that was a real no? Lyric. That's impossible. That a, no way. That was a Scott J lyric, but uh, I learned how to own it. I owned it. I had to buy that Burning Bridges song off of Amazon because <laughs> nobody had that record. Andrew texted me like uh, the day before we released that podcast and said, uh, "Yo, I have to buy a Burning Bridges." Yeah, like Bridges straight song. up, there was a financial <laughs> transaction to get that fucking song on there. <laughs> Yes, all of us, every Burning Bridges, Bridges member is going to get a one cent uh, BMI check. Oh man, yeah, that was that was a real walk down memory lane. That was great, but the thing is, we need to do an episode too because so many motherfuckers came out of the woodwork. Like, are people, we missing stuff? But people, people who are like fifty years old are like, you missed that time where in the Schenectady VFW when this and that happened, and you totally missed the whole part of Lucas and blah blah blah. <sighs> Do we really have to do a part two? No, Actually, you know don't. what? 
I uh, I had an idea. I don't know if this will ever come to fruition, but uh, Sean Duty, after listening to the episode, <laughs> says that he remembers almost all of the per capita songs on guitar. <laughs> yes. So please. I think it would be funny as shit if he comes in and plugs into the recording interface and plays guitar in the podcast, and we can mm. sit there and uh, and critique the per capita songs as a though big, they were live. Big call for Sean Duty. People really yeah, people loved. are loving Sean Duty. In retrospect, we probably should have flip flopped and had him come in for the. But the problem is. Our band episode with just me and you talking over some scotch was three hours. Him talking, it would have been six hours. Yeah, it'd be like a four-parter. Like we, We'd have <laughs> lost anybody still listening. At that point, I couldn't even fight Joe Camerari because I'd be like, yeah, no, I didn't listen to it either, man. It's all right. The concern voiced to me once the cat got out of the bag about Sean Dew leaving the band. People were like, is he okay? Is no. he all right? I was under no. the impression he wrote all the songs. Is everything no. okay with Sean Dew? I was like, no. he's, he's just the dude. He wants to, draw, he wants to start like... Uh, crust band, you know, in New York. Well, like, I guess. You know what would be great <laughs> if he, like, if Nausea decided to get back together, and then he ended up playing in like a jobber version of Nausea. That would be so great. And I would that go, really would. I would follow that like the fucking Grateful Dead, man. <laughs> that would be so good. I'd be like, oh, dude, I can't do the podcast. I can't record tonight. I'm driving to Buffalo to see Sean Duty play in Nausea. It's gonna be awesome. It was weird. I. uh I have a friend who works at... Uh, we discussed the place before, the bar that Andrew W.K. owns downtown. Uh, but I've got a friend who works there who got me tickets to go see Crass when they played. And I'm like, I gotta go to this. Dear like this Christ. is you, you gotta go and see this happen. I mean, what the fuck? Um, this is like this is gonna be the best thing happening on the island of Manhattan all night. I've got to see what's happening. Wait, wait, wait! Is this happened already? Oh, yeah, yeah. This was Crass. This happened like a year and change ago. Yes, I really would have so, been so. I went with my friend Jerry. We uh, we just you know went to go take a look, and we got there and we're they're starting to set up. And I'm looking at the people set up, and I look and I'm like, oh, I know that guy playing in crass. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I got Life. it. So this Life. is that fucking sixty three year old guy, and then a bunch of people that I have like had conflicts with in loft spaces. <laughs> That's <laughs> the fucking worst. You know when when you're the sole remaining original member. And then you look to your right and left, and there's, like, jobbers who are decades younger than you. Like, just fix trucks or something, man. Seriously. <laughs> like, like, like do, call the pinch, call the fucking doll office and see if you got any, pay, any like, social security like line Like a back pay or something. or something. Yeah, like, go to the federal building downtown. Go, go to the social services building and say, hey, I'm, I guess I'm old enough to collect social security, right? And they're like, yeah, of course, give me your address. We've been looking for you for ten years. And then you can just click SSI. And, like, um... <clears throat> Say, make... I don't have an address, necessarily. <laughs> I'm I'm posted up in my mate's flat. <laughs> I live at my parents' house, but they're both dead. <laughs> I haven't told anyone yet. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't told anyone yet. I haven't written a fucking drawn-out six-minute song about it yet. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was my crass experience. Been like, oh, that's, that's cool. And I'm sitting there like I had just gotten off of work, so I'm like, I'm you know dressed really nice. I already feel fucking weird being in there, but then I get to sit there and watch people from my past do people from my past shit and like measure my life against theirs, like oh. really silently in the back of a room. It was, yeah, it was something else. That's like a lot of every weekend for me, especially if there's like a punk show. I've been going to a lot of punk shows lately. With me and Justin Kisgo, and we're like the two fucking old judges from the Muppets, like oh, standing yeah. in there. It's so good. And, uh, oh, the things about oh, Albany is just this really become like a drunk punk scene. And, um, people who I. It's so. I don't know if this happens in any other scene. I'm sure it does, but I don't consider myself. I mean, consider myself like a free agent. I'm not particularly part of any scene because I can't. I can't hug. You're a grown up? Yeah, because I'm a grown-up, one, and and listen close, young people, Uh, and two, if you align yourself too closely with that scene, you're going to end up wanting to hug that scene, you're going to end up wanting to take that scene home with you, you're going to end up wanting to, like, rely on that scene for things like happiness, and it's never going to (laughs) happen. Never, ever, ever in life are you going to feel inspired or pleased or satisfied by the scene. You're just going to keep going to these shows until you recognize less and less people. And then you're going to, all of a sudden, you're going to feel like Mike Judge and you're going to say, I've got no place to turn. And then uh, then you go work in an office and nobody knows who you are. 
Or you start that bad band. You start that bad, like, trying to come back band, which is And you start Ray and Porcel. You know, I actually, (laughs) thinking about it, when I was younger, when I was, um, you know, in, like, my early 20s, police line era, um, I would have been so fucking psyched to be a jobber in crafts. That would have been fucking amazing, you know? My and, whole, that's the same thing with me and like 25 to life. See, we came up yeah. in the different but same scenes of oh, like yeah, embarrassing absolutely. shit. <laughs> like, oh, and when I see 25 to life pull up in front of the queue in their shitty van with like, like a belt for a fan belt, I was like, <laughs> uh, like a leather belt. They're like, yo, man, we're going to fucking, we got Kenderia with us. So it's like eight people in one van. I was like, I want desperately to be part of that. Yeah, man. Going and actually doing the now, like looking actually at that across the room, I'd be like, I would rather take like a fucking bullet in the <laughs> face than do this. This seems fucking awful. I would rather lay down on the ground and have Rick to life run my head over. <laughs> I would rather pull a knife, go into that van, close the door, turn around, and pull a knife on everyone and get beaten by a, a dirty woolly sock full of fucking toll booth quarters. <laughs> Why do you guys have a sock full of quarters? This is so weird. This is so weird. Oh, it's it's for to life. I don't it's understand. For the, it's for the tolls. You know, what, you don't have easy pass, you fucking Philistine? <laughs> Get beat. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to offer my easy pass to you guys. I still believe that the scene can thrive. <laughs> All this, I think all the scene needs is an easy pass. It's I love... There was a kid who did a 25 to Life show at Valentine's. We're getting... Sorry for everyone. We're getting regional. We're yeah. getting like we're really going back in time to shit no one remembers. Um, it's cool, but yeah, the, some kid did this really like meathead show with Twenty Five to Life and didn't promote it at all. So like fourteen people oh, showed up. Oh yeah, this is a great story. Yeah, this one kid I don't understand who he was or where he came from. Started a fight with this band of like Los Angeles like Latino thug dudes, <laughs> and so they of course beat him mercilessly in the middle of the show, like so bad that I went. I'm the only person up there from the club. No bartender, no bouncer. It's just me and like a room full of murderers. Uh, and I try go and try and stop the fight, and then I get drawn into the fight. So I like back off. I'm like, all right, that's like I'm not I'm not gonna get fucking stabbed over this. Like, kill this guy. That's fine. And I, uh, they, you know, they bring him outside. The cops are coming. This whole thing. Everyone's like clears the room, and then it's just me and Rick to life, like in the room picking up. And honest to God, I had like the most fun conversation with that dude. Like that dude was actually like a ton of fun. Like when you got him off, like being Rick to life, and was just like a dude picking up shit on the stage. Really fun dude. Liked him a lot. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I, we, I know. Very weird. I never would have expected to, to say that. Really hard to believe. Yeah, I know. It's fucking also, bizarre. But also an all caps lunatic. Oh, yeah. Oh, no question. <laughs> so, um, you know what? We won't do the thing where we go back through Rick to Life's fucking no, situation. No, no, no. That's been done a million times. Been there, done that, bros. But, been there. It's a Matt's MySpace territory. We don't like to talk about that. Yeah. <clears throat> all you, right. What else have you, you been doing? Well, if you hear my my voice is a little husky, it's not because I'm trying to turn you on. It's because I've been sick. Awesome. uh, (laughs) Kind of a funny story. Um, Saturday, I said, hey, Justin Kiss, let's go hit the thrift stores, because that's what two heterosexual men in their prime usually do on a Saturday. Uh, Let's go hit the thrift stores. Let's go uh, see if we can find anything. I found an awesome flannel for cheap. Put it on while I was in the store. I tried it on, and in the dressing room at the Salvation Army in Latham, uh, right above the mirror, uh, there was a graffiti, and I didn't write it. It was graffiti that said, can I eat your pussy? Nice. time slash place. <laughs> it was awesome. You did put your phone number next to it, though. No, I should have put Sean Duty's phone number next That's to true. it, of course. Um, so we're driving to the other one, the far away one that always that it was like it's overloaded and set up like a like a swap meet. It's terrible. Oh, I got to go to this one. This sounds awesome. It, you might love it. It's out out near Schenectady. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing, though. I start getting chills for no reason, and I start thinking of the movie Philadelphia, <laughs> like a lot. And I start I'm like start shaking, and I'm like, oh, I must need to eat really badly. I'm also withdrawing from Seroquel. Which which can't help. Awesome. Um, with Prozac was a cinch to get off of. Um, Seroquel is proven to be a bad bear. And it's making my moods up and down. So it's probably a blessing that we haven't sat down and recorded one in a little while. Because it would have been like episode 10 plus like episode 14 wrapped into a... <laughs> 
But wrapped in like boring, like boring wax paper that nobody really cares about. Um, and then I start shaking uncontrollably and I start getting really puffy and I start feeling really hot. Not aesthetically hot, but temperature-wise. But I'm also freezing. <laughs> this sounds fucking great. This is like, I'm like, I definitely am dying. And I go to Justin's house and I eat my burrito. And he's like, oh, dude, like, you better like, uh, you better go home and just lay down. And I'm like, uh, you're probably right, Justin Kiss. And then I'm driving and I swear to God, <laughs> something, somebody, something told me in my mind you know how you the little voice inside that you always ignore oh yeah it was like go to urgent care you're immoral i'm like fine i go to urgent care bum that i'm gonna have to spend money but you know i have health insurance now so why not go to urgent care i have 104.5 fever jesus christ yeah so they do whatever urgent care does they pat me on the head although it was funny though i when i I lay. I felt so out of it that I laid back on the, uh, you know, the the paper like bed they lay down mm-hmm. for you, and I fell. I kind of dozed off for a second, and the doctor came in, and I woke up when the doctor came in, but I was still laying down, and she's like called the PA in immediately because they thought I passed out, <laughs> and I was like, hello, oh hey, hello, hello, and they gave me three ibuprofen and told me you'll get over it, and I went outside. Jesus. Yeah, it was okay. You know, whatever, whatever breaks the fever. And I'm like, of course, I'm asking like a, a part, literally a, like a part-time doctor. Like probably works in an office somewhere the other part of the time. I'm like, hey, what do you think's going on? She's like, man, eh, you probably have a virus. Could be anything, right? So I'm like, <clears throat> like I go outside and I, my eyes are like, the corners of my eyes are like trailing. Like they're, Jesus they're, Christ. Like they're, I'm, my temperature is so high. That I, I'm like, is, I'm having like a hard time seeing. And I go to CVS across the street and I'm just like, I can, I'm capable of yes, no answers. And this old lady's like, asked me where the, what one of the sale items were and, and if it was the one right here. And she just kept on asking me all these questions and I just kept saying, I don't know. I, I was a little disoriented. <laughs> well, it's my good heart trying to help, but at the same time. And then I, I like pound a bunch of Gatorade and I go home and I'm like I fall asleep and I'm just so fucking ill and sick and I wake up the next day and my fever broke and I was fine. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing weirder than the feeling of waking up after like having a fever and it's broken. And you're just like, now I don't know how long I've been here. <laughs> I don't know like what I've done. Uh, I have no idea. Last time uh, I had the flu, I might have mentioned this before, but I uh, I had yeah really bad fever and I'm laying in bed. And this was uh, the first, like, era of the home theater PC where I had all my movies, like, on a computer so I could just click and not get up. And <laughs> I somehow managed to watch um, Apocalypse Now, Platoon, and um, <laughs> what the fuck is the other? Why can't it? Oh, Full Metal Jacket. All back to back to back. Dude, like, ten hours later, I came out on the other side, like, wondering... Was Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen, were they in country at the same time? And I should look that up when I feel better, you know? Like, all this fucking I, lunatic shit. Oh, I really wish uh, Martin Sheen, or uh, I wish it was Martin Short was in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at like 2 in the morning, I woke up and my fever had broken. And I had part of uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly playing on loop for some reason. <laughs> It was like eight, like I put a chapter on repeat, and I just woke up to watching the chapter just blip, blip, blip over and over again. That was my last time I had a, uh, a flu fever. It was awesome. Wow, that really fucking sucks. Yeah, not great. I just hope I'm not dead. That's all. How long ago was this? This was Saturday. Okay, so you're, you're still a, a long way from, uh, from feeling well. Uh, I mean, I feel fine. No fever, but I, I feel weak. I feel weakened. Uh, my throat is sore. Uh, I feel like I might have mononucleosis. I, there was a, a I kissed a woman recently. Oh uh, yeah, ooh, it was nope. a, nope. it was spicy. Some uh, some forbidden subjects going on right now. Um, Gotta pop so, those brakes. Yeah, people love. I know with the no meds. Yeah, definitely. I'm telling. I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, this just total OK Cupid person who's like likes me, and I like don't have like the wherewithal to be like hey, you know. Let's, let's cut it out. So I'm like, so I'm just kind of like, let's just meet at the mall 
let's go to Dave and Buster's. Okay, I have to go home now. Like, I'm being, like, that type of person. Like, let's meet at a neutral location because I need a wire at Best Buy. Like, and they're always like, well, why don't we meet somewhere? Like, well, oh, won't I want to see where you live. And I'm like, no. No, you don't. <laughs> no, thank you. You super don't. No, I'm totally the wisdom. I'm totally, like, out of it. The Jesus. wisdom. And it's and it's crazy because I'm, I'm speaking as, as a few, a couple people who I'm, talking to who live far away and old me would have definitely flown there and i think almost for the sake of the podcast i should quit my well-paying job and fly out there to see them i agree with that (laughs) fuck you man (laughs) i love it i love it you know it's uh andrew i can always count on you for some good advice worldly advice JetBlue is running a sale today man are you kidding yeah i gotta book my west coast tickets like now you were doing that West Coast thing, huh? I am doing the West Coast thing. I guess yeah. we should get to some questions. There's a lot of a lot of self defense related <laughs> questions in there yeah, right let's now. Let's do a self defense primer. Everybody can just fast forward to this part because this is the shit that everyone wants to know anyway. I guess we haven't um, like we haven't answered questions in a long ass minute. No. We right, have like, is, uh... and I've been purposely. I haven't been neglecting the Tumblr, but I've been purposely um, not answering questions just because I know we we're going to answer a ton. For the new episode, what is this, 34 now? No. This is 35? 42. Fuck. Is this I'm 42 or 40? Wait. For, no, this is 43. 43. <laughs> We're going to get back on our game. Yeah, we'll every, figure it out eventually. Andrew, we have to make a commitment to do one every week. Do we have to? I really like that day or that week or two we had off. It was nice. Oh, would feel, you like that? I feel relaxed. I feel good. We, why don't we do one podcast a month? No. And it'll be seven hours long and... That'll just be chop right. it up. Yeah, exactly. We'll be set that's to go. Good. That's good. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, where should we start, Andrew? Why don't you take the uh, take the ball, and uh, it's your, your ball. Oh, here we go. Hans, have you ever had any run-ins with STDs in your lifetime of sexual prowess? Mm. Aside from right now. <clears throat> I, 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 burned, I, I was burning at one point in my life. Is that right? Yeah, I burned. Um, it's a long fucking story. Yeah, it was this a long? It's like a while ago, uh, uh, I, but I was burning. That so, sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Uh, I got rid of it, but um, I, I'm you know informed people who I was with, and uh, you know they weren't they were not burning, but I was. Um, at one one time, someone was like, "If for people who don't watch you know '70s cop shows, uh, <laughs> burning means chlamydia." And uh, so I had chlamydia once. Um, but there was one time that I didn't have chlamydia, and someone who I had hooked up with like wrote me on Facebook and said, "Yeah, my boyfriend has chlamydia, and uh, I do too. And we hooked up once, and I think you gave it to me. And that was really weird. <laughs> so I was like, I tested, and I was like, Nah, I'm good." But uh, I decided to let it hang because they didn't seem mad about it. How how many people? You know what? Never mind. <laughs> I say. Do it. you know? Do you know who the who the culprit was? I do. Not gonna air them. Not gonna not gonna blow them out on the podcast. Well, I can tell by the look on your face that it's that's uh, that you want to, but you probably won't. <laughs> Let's say that they were uh, on the west coast. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, noted uh, you know that's still I, I, like that's like 50 percent. that's like <laughs> that barely narrows it down no like oh, just, let's say i had to buy a plane ticket to get there still still no, like no, no, because that shit becomes accusatory and i know the fucking hardcore community is tight-knit fucking, <laughs> some fucking dude with a fucking oh, yeah, you'll, you'll have sailboat tattoo coming after you yeah some dude with a sailboat tattoo come at me with a blackjack he bought online or some stupid <laughs> shit i've got an asp club i'm gonna come after you all right, we'll no. save you the uh, we'll save you the beating. You know what? Um, oh, 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 I can't. I wish I could say because it's such an integral part. Let it of, go. You gotta let it go. You want me to let it go? Like yeah, these it. things gotta be let go. You don't want me to say? No, just let it let it die. It's in the past. We're talking right. about new shit. Let's let it die. <laughs> We're on to new shit. Okay, you can figure uh, it out. If you're a podcast listener, you can figure it out. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh, Hans, if you and Duty had to share a jail cell, how long would it be before you either killed him or became his gay lover? Uh, it depends on how long the sentence is. If it's six months, uh, definitely kill him. 
<laughs> I don't think I'd become his gay lover. I would definitely would have to hear him jerk off, and yep. I'd assume he'd have to hear me jerk off a lot. But you also assume after a certain point, like, decorum would fly out the window, and he would just be like, oh, I, I gotta rub one out, and he'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, God I, damn it. Or I wake up to him shitting with a jumpsuit around his ankles. <laughs> you uh, guarantee that would happen, that's just the way that it would, goes. Uh, I would wait until nightfall. And I would have fashioned a tight. What do they call it? What's the thing that killed Jumbane Ramsey? Uh, a garrot. I would have fashioned a garrot out of. Uh, I did really. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, Jumbane wow, Ramsey. Wow, that's horrible. Okay. Yeah, she. Uh, whoever killed her, her dad. Whoever killed her, <laughs> uh, uh, killed her with a garrot. Wow. All and right. Because I, I, for some reason, I used to be really into like 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 uh, crime scene photos. Awesome. Whereas there's no pictures of John Bonet dead, there is a photo of a barat, a garat with uh, blonde hairs on it. So take that. For Jesus. What yeah, it's really weird. So um, I would have fashioned a garat out of things that I picked up working at the metal shop because of good behavior. I was I worked at the metal shop for a dollar a day, um, and I would have uh, I would wait until Shandy was asleep, and then I would strangle him. And then I would hang myself with my own bed sheets. And the sick thing is that we we would have we only both of us got arrested at the same time. We were only in jail for a week. I was gonna say it's only been <laughs> this is day four. Yes, we got arrested for weed selling weed near a school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean Duty and I got arrested for selling weed near a school, and it turned into a murder suicide. And the people, as we the, all knew it would, the people at the county jail were like, "Oh, it didn't seem like they didn't get along." And that was it. Well, there's going to be a lot of paperwork. <laughs> I better make it look like an accident. All right. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, <clears throat> okay. We have two that are both uh, somewhat related. Uh-huh. So I'm going to read them both, and then we'll figure out how to do this. How did Pat get into end of a year? I mean, he seems to have absolutely no musical ability. Was he in previous <laughs> bands? Did he show someone lyrics he had? Was he just some random dude someone knew? And <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes to all of that. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out the family history. Shandri played guitar in the band before Andrew did. Why and when did he move to bass? And when did this hero suit guitar playing Shandri, who got to scream into the mic sometimes, turn into the office dad bassist Shandri in the I'm going through some shit video? End of now. God, this is long. Uh, and since he left the band, what specifically didn't he like about the musical direction of self-defense family? All right. All right. First, a nah, half hour question. Yeah, Here let's we try. Go. We'll try and take this chronologically <clears throat> without stretch. making this the rest of the show. All right. Um, this happened. The Patrick thing happened before Andrew was in the band. So I'll yep. take the uh, <clears throat> I'll take the baton for this relay race. Um, Patrick was in a band called Pacavi. Don't bother Googling it. <laughs> this was pre-internet. Okay, he was in a band, Pacavi. They put out a demo tape called "What If the Equator Shifted." For a, a long while before I knew him, I thought his last name was Pacavi. So people had just—I'd never seen Pacavi, but he was always Pat uh, Pacavi. People call him Pat Pacavi. That band was shit awful, maybe the worst. And um, you know, but it was just—he you know, was. He was I, I've known Patrick since he was sixteen. Just as much. This was pre-neck tattoo, Patrick, like mm-hmm. Virgin Patrick. Um, and, uh, I don't know how, oh wait, you know what? There was a local message board called the bystander message board. That's Scott. See, Scott J is like the real, you know, like, should we get him on here? (laughs) Who Scott J? Yeah, we should. If we can find him, I I hear he's, uh, uh, lost in, uh, like, uh, around Newburgh. Mid state. Mid state. Yeah. He's like mid state. I don't know what you call that. That boring, uh, spiritless piece of land between New York and Albany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I call, call it, it Wake Me Up When I Get There. Yeah, I call it uh, I'm fall- Falling Asleep Around Newburgh. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Like, oh, yeah, we finally hit the highway. Cool. I, I call it Stopping to Piss at the at the rest stop that has the Moe's. <laughs> That's what I call it. Um, uh, anyway. All right. <clears throat> so uh, there's a person named Mike who was in the band, uh, you know, founding member of the band, and he put a, th- a solicitation out for um, people to join the band. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I think Patrick joined. 
they had a practice before me, and then he asked me to join. Mike did. And then I came to that first <clears throat> practice, and Patrick was already there. And now we're talking like 11 years ago, so sorry if I don't think about this every fucking day of my life. But, um, and then we, uh, came and I, I of course wrote like four songs that day and shit came out fucking awesome. Wrote Caldor that night, man, that, that soaring epic, the classic late period emo song, Caldor. Oh, God. I know, right? And, uh... (laughs) And uh, then we kept going, and then we had a... Uh, but he was, um, up until recently, he was, he was not, not very good at singing. Still not could, very good. Like, could, I, don't, yeah, can, I don't know what's changed recently. Yeah, he has that kind of like uh, <clears throat> intentionally low voice now. Like, I've listened to a new song, and he's like, hoo, 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 like in uh, um, Holy Trent, for example. I've got a trick for that. I, I, can, I can I can tell you the trick for the budding engineers out there. <laughs> so it's all that's all gimmick. That's all trickery. <laughs> it's like... Sort of, it's, but it's trickery on my part. That's the okay. thing. I <clears throat> I set him up in the booth, and he tries it, and I go back and I say, "You suck a fucking dick." Which is Tre- what <laughs> sit down for five minutes and rewrite that, and then try it again. Then he sits down for five minutes and he, you know gets really intense on it, and he's like, you know, clearly very vulnerable, but trying not to let on. Uh, and he'll try three more times, and I'm like, "You have to come stronger. You sound like you're in like fucking Goo Goo Dolls you know, right now." This that's is what boring. we did. Uh, you, are, you are beneath me. We yep. we used the bully technique, and it actually worked. And the thing is, after ten times of doing this, his voice is so shattered that we have a window, and it's straight up a window of maybe thirty minutes. And at that point, I just thumbs up everything. I'm like, "Good, keep going with that." And we knock out like six songs. Four of them, if we're lucky, are good. The other two, we have to revisit. But in order to revisit, we've got to wait until he comes back next month when his voice is recovered. I abuse him for half an hour until he hits that sweet spot again. And then we have another 45 minutes. It's the only way to get him to consistently perform. It's very efficient. Yeah. I've, I've learned this through uh, trial and much error. <laughs> and much error. Um, <clears throat> so that's the Patrick story. Um, family <clears throat> history. Sean Duty played guitar after the person aforementioned Michael uh, left the band. Well, he actually, he, uh, when Mike couldn't do the tour, Sean Duty came in temporarily and then uh, eventually permanently. I think Mike left pretty much yeah. right after that. There was a, um, so you're the, you're, the, you're the good cop and I'm the bad cop. So I'll say there's a, a red Heine situation going there, on. Yeah, there, it got a little hot. Heine's, Heine's were, were red. There was some hurt butts going on because Michael, being a formative member of the band... Didn't take kindly to somebody else playing his songs, um, but he also had a child and a wife. And if I had a child and a wife, I certainly couldn't tour as much as we were about to tour. Yeah. Uh, so we said, all right, well, let's get, you know, old, old reliable Sean Duty in. And uh, he, we can just have him play tours, and then you can write songs. Very, maybe the very, very, very first incarnation of a family style. Yeah. <laughs> which, yep. Which didn't work out very well at all. No, it didn't really fly. <clears throat> so he uh, quit on the band's message board and then locked the thread, which I thought was uh, nine out of ten. Perfect. Almost perfect. Almost <laughs> perfect score on that one. Good. I forgot about that whole thing. Yeah. That's good. 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 I thought it was over email, but uh, yeah, no, you're, you're right. You are right. Band it message was. board. Then this was the point the where your bands would have message boards. It was just for band members. It wasn't it was like perfect. people could come in and post. It was just yeah. for. Us to keep our really busy schedule of writing one record a year, uh, <laughs> yes. together. Well, our, very, our very, our wildly busy schedule of lucking into a contract with Revolution <laughs> Records and saying, "What the fuck do we do now? We don't even have a van." Yeah, now <laughs> we got to throw shit together. We just toured in a station wagon. What are we doing? But hey, why not? Um, <clears throat> and then there was a uh, okay. Quit on the message board. Lock the thread. Uh, Nine out of ten. Would read again. Uh, then we're like, what do we do? We bring Sean Duty in. Uh, Sean Duty played a tour. Uh, that's where he. That's where the nickname Goody came in. I think he, didn't he play? Did I play guitar in Europe or did he? I think I played guitar actually. <clears throat> no, no, no. No, you know what? You're right. I did. I played bass because yeah, uh, yeah, I. Uh, he played bass. I remember sharing gear with Christoph. Christoph, yeah. Remember we rented gear and that bass they gave us was like from a church. 
Oh, yeah. Bass, I remember bass. having to take apart that amp, like, in front of a room full of people. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> the bass amp they get, they, they, we rented, quote-unquote, rented a bass amp that was real. It was, like a, it was like a community bass amp. It was, like, from church. It was awful. And then, well, uh, we there were, was that one show where I had, I had to go to the hardware store and figure out how to order or how to buy, like, 12-gauge wire in German. Go and run back and then, like, essentially rebuild the base cabinet yeah. as people are sitting around waiting. I'm like, I have, like, a soldering iron and burning myself trying to fucking throw it all together. Yeah, Good work. It, 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 it broke down in Leeds and you had to play through the house sound. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was good. And Sean Duty was beside himself playing in Leeds because that's where all of his favorite bands came from. And oh. uh, we were raking fun of him. I remember a lot that day. That <laughs> <It> was <laughs> of all the things I remember about touring in Europe, making fun of Sean Duty is right it up there. Stands out. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, Sean Duty. I don't know why we switched. Uh, Sean Duty is convinced that he's forgotten how to play guitar. Oh, I hated that shit. When I was um, like, Sean Duty, why don't you just like uh, play guitar? No, I can't do it anymore. I would actually say it's your fault. Me? Because yeah, because you had no vibe with Sean Duty, and you wanted to vibe with him. So you would keep trying to, and Sean Duty can't vibe. He like pulls away when yeah, you try you and, and I would vibe. push we, forward. We were like, it was like the entire rhythm section, and Sean Duty out, and like he might as well have had his own stand, like in the middle <laughs> of the crowd. It was great. So, so yeah, somehow along the way, we just switched just to see what would happen, and Oof. yeah, it worked like a charm. Well, and never looked well, back. When we first switched, we did two months, literally two months worth of practices, just jamming. And it was really bad. That but is we, true. But we, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. But then we but we wouldn't we wouldn't not switch back. It was so weird. Like once we decided to do something, we just did it. Yep. Which is a blessing that was, and a curse. Uh, so the for completists, the last song of the original Shondri and guitar lineup was uh, Audrey Kishline. Yeah, that was great, and uh, well, one of our best. When we tried to play, remember we tried to play that, and Shondri would would play like a like a. He changed the bass line and then the yeah, it killed the song. It got weird. <laughs> it got really weird. Anyway, I love Sean Duty very much. I miss him all the time. He did turn into Office Dad, though. Yeah, I don't really know so. how that happened. I don't know. He, uh, <laughs> you get old and you get weird, I guess. And what specifically didn't he like about the musical direction of Self-Defense Family? He addressed that in uh, previous episodes. I can't read his mind. Um, <clears throat> I have an idea, but again, being the good cop, I'm just going to let it go. I think... Uh, <laughs> Sean Duty needed some time alone. Sean Duty fucking hated living with Benny. And <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been it. I like this good cop, bad cop thing we got going because you're like diplomatic. Just let it roll. Like, like Sean Duty had. Well, I still have to see these assholes every day. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Duty didn't get along with Benny. Uh, big surprise, and um, and then uh, didn't work out from there. So, uh, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Should we keep going with band shit, or should we uh, go to something else? Let's do one more band thing for the people who are running out of patience. Uh, let's see. Um, considering here's one. <clears throat> okay. uh, considering letting self defense stay at mine on the UK run next month. And that must be like my my flat. Yeah, stay at mine. Back to mine. Honestly, what should I expect? Okay. Um, let's see who's uh, who's on this tour. Uh, Patrick will probably fall asleep. Uh, he's actually a pretty good house guest. Like he'll uh, he'll ask for a towel. You know, that's that's about all you need to worry which, about. Don't fall asleep was, on the floor. Out of or all the things got us in the most trouble was asking yeah. for a fucking Oof, I think we caused that guy's divorce. <laughs> we did. Oh, now I gotta edit that out. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Good cop, bad cop. Um, so, uh, yeah, he'll ask for a towel. Um, Benny will ask several times where the closest vegan restaurant is. Um, <laughs> he'll probably complain when he gets there. Just let it happen. It's fine. Uh, he'll... Put on some record from your collection, and uh, that'll be that. Uh, there won't be a lot of shouting. Everything will be pretty quiet. Um, that's about it. Like, I, I think we're the best fucking house guests on Earth. Like, after mm. letting bands stay at my house, I think we're, by and large, the best band to, to have stay at your place. Oh, definitely. If it was a package deal, mm, we would always be the quiet guys, and we'd let the other band do whatever. Because they yeah. would always go out and then come back late. Yeah, that's, I just want to, like, relax. I want to, like, maybe throw earbuds on while everyone's falling asleep. Or, you know, if you've got a good movie collection, I'd love to watch, like, To Live or Die in L.A. or some shit. You know, some shit I've seen a million times before. Ah, Edge of Quarrel. I'll watch that <laughs> all night. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking fine. Let those guys stay. Um, <clears throat> uh, might as well go with another one. Uh, Hans, have you heard the new Self-Defense Family record yet? 
No. Have I played that shit for you? Okay. No, you haven't. I, I'm sure I could. Uh, I just haven't. No, that was a good question. Just to uh, just to irk people who are waiting for it, I'll send you a copy tonight. Thanks, man. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Don't listen on... to it. That it'll just be in your inbox unlisten. It'll be on Soulseek uh, quickly. No, just perfect. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely send it to me. I love your. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the last band question, well, last self defense family question. Uh, Andrew, any regret on not going to Europe? Won't this be the most well-attended self-defense family tour? Um, no, I really, I super don't have any regrets. Last time we did Europe was, uh, it was later on. It was just after New Year's when we did, uh, actually the last time I did Europe was, uh, after New Year's in the UK. And it was so cold. (laughs) Like, so cold and not like... Okay, I'll get in and then I'll get warm cold because they don't have indoor heat in the UK. Like they do, but they just don't do it well. They don't. <laughs> like every house is like a crypt and there's like moss growing in the corners. It's like really, really cold. Um and it was miserable. Like it was a miserable feeling. Uh I remember at one point we talked about going tanning just because we uh we just missed the sun. We hadn't seen the sun in like three weeks. Uh, and when I actually did see the sun, I, like, I remember warm sun hitting my face. It was still freezing as fuck, but this, like, warm sunlight hitting my face, and I felt so happy. Like, I, I've never been so happy to see the sun before. It was crazy. Wow. It was, like, yeah, it was, like, oh, my God. Um, so, so no, just... like, I'm good. I'll do Europe in the summer or the spring. That's fine. Um, not really caring. And I don't, I don't really give a shit whether the shows are well attended or not like i don't know that's just not in my wheelhouse i don't like i like when shows are well attended because then we make money and we can like get to where we're going and like buy dinner um but yeah it just doesn't like playing to a hundred people or two thousand people is not that big of a difference after uh i know like after a certain amount like i mean i haven't been in the band in a minute but i think the tenet still holds that we are so far like as people so far past caring how many people show up to the show that's like the promoter's worry not ours yeah and every now and then like pat will send me like a pitch to do a a tour or something like hey we're playing like exo cap rooms and i'm like that doesn't mean that doesn't make any that's that's california i don't know what that is you know playing oh ten thousand cap rooms yeah like i know that makes sense to people like i know i'm weird for not caring about it but i just like really don't like the amount of people we paid out and played at in front of uh, it's like saint vitus last month was like what i don't know 80 people were in that room or something like (laughs) there's no amount of people over that that's going to cause me more stress or bring me more joy like that's Mm. that's like the cutoff at that point i don't care i'm looking forward to the overnight drive live tour where we'll be playing arenas That'd be fantastic. I would love to do another live one if someone uh, would would let us. <laughs> anyone, anyone. anyone. Day, I, I guess. Yeah, maybe Dave V will let us do it again. I'm open for a band that is uh, that is very uh, not will not enjoy our jive at all, and we'll yep. do, it, do it for an hour. That'd be perfect. <laughs> um, Let's see <clears throat> what else we got here. Uh, well, there's one that I uh, uh, enjoyed. Uh, no one. There's somebody asked. No one likes my band. Which reason is more likely? We aren't playing generic hardcore, and we are trying to do something different. And people who like hardcore can't be bothered to expand their realm of musical interest enough <gasps> to listen to hardcore enough to get it. All still the same sentence. Or <clears throat> the reason we what we are doing is different is because no one would want to make or listen to music that sounds like this and I'm deluded to think it sounds good. I don't think these are mutually exclusive. No. Uh, um, w- one, definitely. Like, one, anytime you do anything, one is the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Um, two, very possible. It's, <laughs> you know, when you try and do something different, it's easier to do something bad than good. All right. Um... But at the same time, like, I don't know, fucking, if you enjoy doing it, just do it. Fucking, fuck a dude in a hate breed hat. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, who gives a fuck? If you get together with your your friends and you like playing music, I mean, it sounds so hokey and sentimental. But, you know, that's how, I mean, everybody seems to be so hot on, uh, you know, asking how End of the Year started and everything. It's like, that's exactly how it started, because the music we were playing sounded like complete dog shit to everybody but us. I actually thought it was a joke band the first time I heard it. Right. 
and and up until I mean even when even when up till the last record I played on people thought we were a joke band we toured with Bane and they were they were like they dunked on us like Jordan every night we didn't care we just didn't care to stop caring what people think stop it stop. yeah it's probably a good stop. idea stop I mean it sounds like so edgy and so like just play the music and if people people probably like it but they're too afraid to say so because they're with their fucking friends who are like in their fucking fitted fucking snapback what the fuck ever hat and they're like uh this band's fucking whack tumblr 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 twitter snapchat this sucks I'm gonna go oh it's food band I'm gonna get a burrito this sucks <laughs> you know and then like <clears throat> if you like it cool I, I urge you to go listen to a band named the Derudi Column that was on do you, Fact- really? do you have to? yeah that was on Factory Records the same label as Joy Division New Order uh, that band sucked majorly but they put out seven albums and were fought, had a legion of fans uh, packing uh, huge places and they enjoyed what they did. And uh, you're probably deluded to think it sounds good, but if you think it sounds good, then that's cool. I mean, it's the only the only person's opinion that matters is yours, really. Honestly. And Muhammad Ali's. Yeah, and, ex- <laughs> and Muhammad Ali's, exactly. Um, we're going to go a different route here. Okay. Hans, how excited are you for the Seahawks? <laughs> Very timely, because I watched in my fucking coma fever haze last night. Uh, I watched that that fucking first. The, I watched them first. The Vikings versus the Vikings. Part of my Seroquel withdrawal is that I can't speak, so everybody's gonna have to deal. That's with awesome. It. Um, I watched the Vikings play the Seahawks, and it was the bloodbath. I'm so excited. The that fact- was bananas. I actually set up. I took Gab's iMac and set it up next to my TV, and I had the Giants <laughs> on the TV and the Seahawks on the oh, iMac. It was, uh, so it was it was good. good. I'm now now that I have enough money where I can like drive back and forth to New York every week, and I should just drive to your house on Sundays and watch. This is a fucking great idea. <laughs> I really should. Um, I uh, it goes without saying that I'm the biggest Seahawks fan in the state, easily, probably. <laughs> and I, the fact that we're almost to the Super Bowl, 10-1, and one, no signs of slowing down. We've a franchise record 13 straight wins at home. Um, we will go to the Super Bowl, and we will beat the Broncos, and we will, we will win, and it will be amazing. That's how excited I am that I am declaring it here and now that super, uh, Seahawks will be Super Bowl champions this year. In All right, so you're, you're picking... Broncos Seahawks, I'm Broncos as, Seahawks as the okay, I got you. A, a hobbled, uh, aging Peyton Manning will uh, used to playing indoors for the entirety of his career. Will be sent to the cold depths of the Meadowlands to face Russell Wilson and a fresh young Seahawks team. <laughs> the hey, he shut the fucking Chiefs down last night. At least uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that. That's true. Um, uh, the score will be forty seventeen. Seahawks, Richard Sherman will uh, seal the uh, the win with a back-breaking pick six in the third quarter. Write it down. Uh, bet on it right now. Put the, uh, put the money down on the new car. Tell them you'll pick it up the day after the Super Bowl. It's on. What if... Um, this should be interesting. What if my Giants keep playing as well as they have against actual teams and not like joke teams, like the past like three <laughs> okay. games have been? Um, and what what if this is our Super Bowl? And what if we are we getting able to recover from that? Um, that would be really weird. You'd have to you'd have to go. Through well, the I, the, the Broncos are going to be in a plane crash. They're all going to die. You know, there's going to be no more Broncos, and that's gonna that's gonna open up the playing fields. <laughs> well. Uh... So you're saying, what if the, the Giants make it to the Super Bowl? The Giants make it. They they power their way through, and they have home turf advantage at that point. That would be fucking weird. I don't think that that's would be wild. Happened. ass. no, I don't think so. I don't think that's ever happened. I think that would be like a super like. I don't think the NFL would let that happen. I think that <laughs> they would like give them like a supplemental first round pick to let to make them not win. I, think that, I don't know how that would. <laughs> that would be great, though. That would be one of the best Super Bowls ever because that would be such a such an error. I was convinced yesterday that we were both gonna have really bad weeks because we were both playing like joke ass teams. 
at the same time. Trap and I'm like, oh, there's yeah, there's no way. Like this, we're both gonna lose like fucking forty to twelve or some shit like that. It's gonna be fucking wild. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, good uh, good Sunday. It. We made that shit. Um, all right, what else? What's new? Uh, let's see. We're uh, starting to run out of time, so let's. Uh, I've knock got, out a couple more. I see what, read I, what one, you got. I mean, you know how much I love to talk about pussy eating. Awesome. You know how much I love to eat pussy. Uh, here's one, uh, somebody asking, can one be too enthusiastic when it comes to eating pussy? Like you go too hard in the clit and she thinks it's too intense? Novic, <laughs> novice box muncher looking to level up. <laughs> wow. You've got uh, 100 points for having a funny question. Um, <clears throat> she'll let you know immediately. She'll be like, yeah. Women always make that noise, and uh, it's like you know if when you're getting head, and sometimes it, that shit's real good. But she starts playing at the head, and you're like, Ooh. nope, nope. It's basically that feels the same way for her. It's too intense. It feels good, but it like feels too good. You know. Yeah, um, there you go. The more you know. Yeah. So just go light. You know, start over again. You know, you can you just like you've been going hard on it, and if you go too hard, it's not going to feel like anything. So you got to romance it. You're going a little too hard. She starts making those. She starts making those good noises. Once you find the level where she starts to make the good noises, then you just stay there. Stay it's stay. a learning experience. So you yeah. got It's it's a constant feedback loop that really you need is. to. Yeah. You need because it has nothing to do with you other than like what you're doing. It has everything to do with her and what she's telling you. Without it being like, okay, stupid, look it harder. Okay, don't look it so hard. Okay, put your finger there. Like she's not telling you that. Her moans and groans are of ecstasy. And your fucking stupid twenty-year-old tongue, fucking doing the walking. So there you go. All right. God damn it. Uh, let's. I uh, got. Oh, fuck it. We'll just do one more. This is this one. I oh, fuck me. Uh, Andrew, if you had a thirty-five-dollar budget to buy a week's worth of food at Trader Joe's, what would you get? We sort of just did that before doing the uh, before doing the podcast. So I'm gonna. I'll try and rattle this off as best I can. Okay. <laughs> Their kale is good. Get the kale. Um, mm. Look for the one with the least amount of stems. Uh, I always get Brussels sprouts. That shit's important. Um, shit's really good when you fry them up with the garlic. Oh and yeah, absolutely. So roast them, man. Good. Jar of peanut butter. Um, little thing of Kerrygold Irish butter. Eggs. Um, you know, I'm giving you my grocery list, but I bet this person doesn't mind fucking eating pasta and whatnot. So get that, get that lemon pepper pasta. Get two of those. They're like yeah. a buck. Um, oh, you know what? There's a uh, there's a fucking pizza. I forget what's on it. It's like a little frozen pizza that's like uh, it's almost like phyllo dough. It's not like uh, not like normal pizza crust with uh, ham and Gruyere. I forget what else is on there. Get two of those things. Yes. They're fucking awesome. Don't be, um, don't get swayed by the because the Trader Joe's frozen pizza is actually for real. It's good. Oh yeah. Let's see what else is there. Be like me. Cook it in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just made Andrew's ears ring by saying that. Shit. I should have started keeping count of. Uh, That's you're at about twenty five right now. I think I'm at twenty five. So we still got ten bucks to play with. You can get like a pork T- loin. TJ's is a little cheaper up here, I'd imagine. Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cheap here too. But man, I just just the, just the getting in there, get to wait on line outside oil. to get into the store. <laughs> get the I'm, olive oil popcorn. That's just tasty. Ah, olive oil popcorn, good. All right, we got like six bucks left. What else yeah. we got? Um, you know what I miss? I haven't had in a while. The uh, the the chocolate covered pomegranate seeds are dope. Uh, remember when we would, we would like remember when we would go to on tour? We'd go to Trader Joe's and it'd be like an uncharted territory. And oh yeah, get, the, get a pillowcase <laughs> of banana chips. But no, I eat the whole thing of banana chips, and I would play like shit because I couldn't see my guitar because I was like <laughs> in like a pre diabetic coma from eating all those banana chips with chocolate on them. Um, cool. what's that? Oh yeah, Gab just reminded me the the best thing that Trader Joe's has the JoJo fake Oreos. Oh my god, so good! Yeah, and that's it. That, there you go. Thirty five bucks. You are definitely putting on weight. Uh, you're retaining water. You, you got to like fucking drink a lot of water. You're gonna look all yeah. red in the face, and you're set to go. <laughs> we got a last minute question in that I, I think I have to answer. Do it. Cameo: Jerry Seinfeld, David Bowie, and Michael Jordan go into a jail cell, and a fight breaks out. Who comes out alive? 
Are we talking about Cameo, the seven-member Cameo from the yeah, 70s? Yeah, I'm not really sure who that is. Or the three-member Cameo from the 80s. I'm going to go three-member Cameo. Um, <laughs> so Cameo, Jerry Seinfeld, David Bowie, Michael Jordan go into a jail cell and a fight breaks out. Who comes out alive? Um... I mean, first of all, Michael Jordan strangles Jerry Seinfeld, like, no question. Like, first thing. Before the fight even starts out. Because Michael Jordan is super competitive. He has six championships. Yep. So that motherfucker's super competitive. He's got a pair of headphones around his neck that he strangles the last breath. He actually breathes in Jerry Seinfeld's last breath. They let... Wow. (laughs) He's like, I'm not even going to do a Jerry Seinfeld impression. I can't do it. (laughs) The thing about getting strangled with a pair of headphones is... Hey, I'm Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, man, you know, you got a pair of headphones around your neck. You know that he's not paying. Uh, who else is in there? David Bowie? David Bowie? I I think David Bowie kills himself out of fear. Um, mm, well, I think David Bowie, um, yeah, probably. I really uh, don't like David Bowie. Get, the, get out of my face with Get that. him out of there. Uh, uh, I think Cameo and Michael Jordan would actually get along. Although Cameo... Even though at the height of their powers when they had the song Word Up on the charts, I think that they were mostly, they're still really street. And uh, Larry Blackman had like a serious drug problem and like a couple of years ago got arrested for DWI with a car with, uh, driving a car in Atlanta with no plates. Nice. <laughs> Which was the best. So I think um, both being from the South, both being famous black men, I think Cameo... Uh, the members of Cameo and Michael Jordan would get along. I think they'd run. I think they'd run a game in prison. What do you think Michael Jordan got arrested for? That's the thing. He's a pretty he, upstanding guy. He's pretty Teflon. Yeah, I think it's uh, racketeering. Maybe when you maybe were when a... you were passing out in Justin Kiss's car, he was playing a championship game with 104 degree fever. You know, I thought about that. I did when I was like, I thought about that when I was going to CVS. I'm like, fuck it. Jordan played an entire game with 104 fever. Mm-hmm. I can go to CVS. I can go to the doctor's office. It was like a, a real I believe I can fly moment, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before the internet connection drops again, this let has me, been Overnight Drive. Oh, you got something else? No, just, let me just say the internet has not been perfected. No, fucking we got some, we had a ways game. to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, this has been episode 43 by my ham-fisted math. Um, we will be back next week with 44. With he- healthy and with more energy on my part, I promise. We'll see about that. Mm. Um, anything you want to plug? Um, photographs of craigslist.tumblr.com. Uh, a lot of, like, for some reason, one per one well-known person reblogged my, one of my photos, and I got, awesome. like... 300 followers in a day which was nice. really cool um you went viral i did i'll frack a time i mean i think you know uh maybe that was you going viral in justin kiss's car that's what it feels like to go viral you just suddenly you have a fever spike and kind of that you're I, wearing a you're wearing like a flannel that kind of smells like mothballs and <laughs> yeah the uh that guy terry richardson follows me follows me which is really weird. I don't know who that is. He's like a kind of a famous photographer. He did the uh, he does like Miley Cyrus videos. Okay, it's cool. He was but feeling that's good. He's I guess he's also like a, a notorious pervert. I don't know. Awesome. Whatever. You feeling my fucking me laying in bed doing my shit? So it's cool. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it for me. Andrew's right. got Andrew's got some shit to plug. I don't have any shit to plug yet, but I'm still looking for writers and uh, contributors, people who want to uh, get on this game, that I, this, this fucking web I'm weaving, um, and things are popping off fast, so if you want to try and be involved or be involved or something like that, you, you like menswear shit and men's shit, get at me. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, all right, we'll be back next week with 44. Um, you want to cue the music? Let's cue
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.